Eddie again, and it's three, and an absolutely exquisite finish with two and a half minutes to go, and we've talked her up, Darren Hemp, and we've said what a good player she's going to be, and what a fine goal it was to wrap up the FA Cup final. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of MCW Fancast. My name's Emma, thanks for listening. This week we look back on our midweek visit to Arsenal at Meadow Park in the County Cup and our upcoming WSL game on Sunday where Arsenal travel to the Academy Stadium. Sunday is set to be one of the biggest games in our season campaign this far with an expected record attendance for the Academy Stadium for this season. Not just for the top of the table clash but for Nick Cushion's final game in charge before heading to America and New York City FC. Later in the podcast, I chat to Claire Sweeney from the Arsenal Women's Supporters Club as we recap on the semi-final of the Conti Cup and Sunday's WSL clash at the Academy Stadium. And I'm also joined by Alex from the MCFC Food Bank Support Group, who tells me about their initiative to help tackle food poverty in Manchester and how you can get involved. But first, following our 2-1 defeat in the semi-final of the Conti Cup, here from manager Nick Cushing and captain Steph Horton as Man City Women's Cup run comes to an unfortunate end. Yeah, frustrated. I was frustrated at half-time because I thought we were on top. I thought, you know, Arsenal had spells. We had spells with the possession, but I thought we had the best three chances of the first half that we didn't take. We then, you know, made sloppy mistakes and gave away goals. And, you know, it's always going to be difficult here if you give Arsenal goals because they're, they're a good team. Um, but I still thought the game was there for us in the second half. Um, we had some good opportunities and we, we, we pushed them back and we, we put them under pressure, but, you know, we just didn't create that clear chance to get the second goal. I think I play a part in in the team being successful and the team winning and losing and we've lost semi-finals before, you know, we've lost, we've won finals, so it's it's part of the game, you know. I think one thing we've learned about the WSL is there's three teams that are consistently pushing hard to win all the trophies and um, it doesn't surprise me that it's the Chelsea-Arsenal final, it wouldn't have surprised me if it was the Chelsea City final. Um, I'm okay with coming to Arsenal and being beaten because I know that they're a fantastic team and it shows me that the game was so close that we're a good team as well. And I think that's why we always play a strong team. We always want to win it. You know, we've got a, a league game at the weekend and we didn't think to change the team. We'll, you know, we wanted to get to the final and, and without me, this team will continue to try and win the Continental Cup. You know, we, we'll argue all the time that this trophy should stay because it gives you more chance of winning trophies and you know I'm sure Emma's in the final now I'm sure she won't be asking for the, the cup to be scrapped now <laughs> that she's in the final will she yeah emotionally I'm, I'm ready I mean that's the last least of my worries I mean we get home at half two in the morning today we'll recover tomorrow we'll train once they, you know we'll be ready it, it's both same for both teams um, Chelsea have got to travel back from Man United it's a part of being a successful team and like I say we've we've done it for so long that it, it is what it is I mean emotionally um you know, I, I probably won't even think about it being my last game until the end of the game. I think, you know, this game shows how tight the gap is between these two teams. And we've came here twice now and lost, but we've always been pretty successful at home. And, you know, we'll be prepared for Sunday. But I expect Kim Little and Jordan Nobbs to play, if I'm honest. Um, so, yeah, they'll probably have a stronger team out. Um, but no, I think it'll be the same game. I think it'll be nip and tuck. I think it'll be tight. I think they'll have spells with the ball. We'll have spells with the ball. If you want me to describe the game, I will. If Medima gets chances, she'll probably score. If we don't give her chances, she won't, and we'll have a chance of winning. Well, we lost today because we didn't take our chances at 0-0. And then we passed it to the Medima 1v1. And if you leave Medima 1v1, she's probably going to score. And then the ball went through the goalie. So, you know, there's always a reason. You never just lose for bad luck. And for us, the game will be the same. If we limit Arsenal to mistakes and chances, and we take our chances, we win. If we don't, it, it's, these games are so tight that they're on a knife edge. Like... 
possession doesn't really win these games. You see, when we had the ball, we didn't really create a lot. When they had the ball, they didn't create a lot. But every time we had a mistake, we didn't score. And every time it's like the Man United game. The games are sort of built on mistakes because they're so tight. Like I hate thinking that we haven't prepared the team in a way where they're focused enough that they don't make mistakes because I know the players well. They don't make mistakes on purpose. Um, so it's about, and we play that way. I asked them to play that way and we've gave the ball away. We gave Medima a chance. And, so yeah, I, I hate losing. I want this team to win so much. They, I say they deserve to win because they're my team. Um, so there's one less trophy for us to win now. But um, yeah, I, I want to win because we work so hard and I, I want to get on the plane going to New York knowing that the team's in a place where it can go on and win an FA Cup and win a league. It was a quick, it was a quick turnaround the New York thing, and we didn't have a plan for me not being here. You know, like it wasn't like the club was forcing me out to go to New York because they had somebody else. I think this proves that, that, that there wasn't a, a succession plan here. Um, so we needed a bit of time for that because we want the right person, we want the right coach, we want to move the team forward. You've seen the article in the paper about the, t the club prioritising the women's team and wanting to go on to win a Champions League. We all know what that means. Um, so I think it does give time for. Um, everyone to digest it but it also gives us time to make sure we make the right appointment and the plans in place for the future yeah of course i think obviously when you get the semi-final stage and it's a cup that you you currently hold um to not be in the final obviously as a team we're disappointed but um part of the team especially the second half i thought we'd give it a right go and uh, maybe we paid Arsenal a little bit too respect too much respect in the first half but um all of me, we played the, paid the price for that. Look, I think we've got to go into these kind of games and believe a little bit more. We've got quality players. We've The way that we play, we, we can hurt teams. And it was just that little bit more quality, that little bit more aggressiveness to get in their faces and stop them playing. And I felt like we did that second half. And obviously, um, Hempel uh, caused some problems all games. And to be honest, um, a bit good that we just didn't get the second goal. Um, Arsenal are a good team, but so are we. And um, I know that a lot of people always put us down in terms of the way that we play football. But look, we've got good players here, international players that perform on the highest uh, level. So for us, it's just about recovering as quick as we possibly can. And come Sunday, make sure that we're, we're going fight for this league. Yeah, of course, it would be nice to send the gaffer off with uh, three points and us top of the league. but. Um, I know for a fact that he won't want it about him. It's about us as a club, the Man City club that needs to be winning games and our focus will be on doing that. Yeah, of course, delighted to get a home draw. Um, obviously Ipswich, I think they're the lowest ranked team in the comp left in the competition. So it's, it'll be great for them to come to Manchester and play in our stadium. But ultimately our focus is trying to get the final. So for us, we're happy and um, we'll show the cup the respect it deserves. Hi Claire, thank you for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Very good. Looking forward to Sunday. Should be another good game. Yeah, looking forward to Sunday after obviously Arsenal beat us and knocked us out of the cup on, <laughs> in the middle of the week. Uh, how are you feeling looking back on the game now? Um, I think, well, depends on which way you look at it. I felt some, some of the Arsenal fans are saying it was quite comfortable. I don't think you can ever say a victory over City is going to be comfortable. Um, their players are so good, you know, if you give them too much time and space on the ball, they're going to nick a goal. Yeah. So, I, I would never have called it a comfortable win. Um, but, you know, cup games are one-off, so I think I think the league game is going to be harder 
Yeah. Do you see it? Do you see it as a more important game? Do you think, Car? Uh, it, <laughs> it's a hard one. I think we we all want to win a trophy. Um, at the same time, winning the league is is, is amazing. But at the same time, winning the FA Cup, there's nothing. You know, you, you want to win the cup, so. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a, a catch twenty two. You you Arsenal fans look at it from the same point of view as we do. You know, if you're in a if you're in a competition, you want to go all the way, and you know you want to get yeah. to sort of like the end of the road and get the end result, and hopefully have the silverware at the end of it. And I think yeah. when it comes to City and Arsenal, we're to me we're so evenly matched. Would you yeah. something you agree with or? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, yeah, we both got really good squads. Um, and really good managers. I know Sunday is, is Nick's last game, but I think but um, both both clubs are just they're, they're really at the top. Obviously Chelsea up there as well, but I think the, the three of us are quite evenly matched. Yeah, to be honest. And when it comes to obviously playing each other, I mean they're so closely fought. Like you said, there's never usually anything much in it in terms of goals I mean it's, it's usually one or the other one goal <laughs> one yeah. goal one way or one goal the other so um, yeah. obviously to have that uh, sort of game midweek where you know obviously I, d- I didn't feel like we saw the best of either team if I'm honest I mean I've seen obviously I, Arsenal I, yeah. play better I've seen City play better uh, and I think obviously yeah. it was just your day uh, you know you got the result yeah. and you forced it out to the very end and I think that's obviously yeah. reflective of how well Arsenal have been doing this season. But in, in yeah. terms of Sunday, I think it's obviously a different a different game, a different approach. And I think we need to see yeah. an extra sort of level um, come Sunday. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with all of that. I think, you know, it's, and, and that second goal, you know, I think on another day... Um, your, your goalkeeper would have saved that. I know. They're, um, the, they're the most awful yeah. goals as well, aren't they? Yeah. When it goes through the keeper's legs and you're just yeah. thinking, oh, you know, yeah. she'll be obviously really gutted with that. And, you know, it, yeah. it, it looked painful as it was going, yeah. <laughs> it was going in, to be fair. I was, I was, I was watching um, and she was really disappointed with But, you know, these things happen and, you know, there's not a lot you can do about them. Um, I mean, Arsenal are strengthened as well. Um, how happy have you been with the new signings that uh, Joe's brought in? Yeah, good. I mean, I I haven't seen much of Caden, uh, but like uh, play, I, I haven't watched much of the Australian league. But going off what I've been told by people who have watched her, she's a, she's a really good signing. Um, and obviously, the players we brought in in the, over the summer um, have been really good additions as well. So yeah, really happy with with it at the moment. Yeah, and and your season so far, have you been happy with Arsenal overall, or are you think do you, you think there's room for yeah. improvement? Obviously, the Chelsea game was was I I, I say disappointing. It, you know, it's always disappointing to lose a game, but you know, it's the only game we've actually lost so far this season. So you know, you've lost one of the best teams in the country. Yeah, and I, I don't think you can really. Um, like the, the season we've had has been it's been fantastic so far so it's yeah I don't think you can have a problem with this season it's been great um, and, and you can tell from, from 
the players' reaction and, and the manager's reaction after the game. They were disappointed as well. And, and you know, you, you can't ask for any more than that. Yeah. Um, and they, they didn't give up the whole way through the game. So, you know, it, yeah. Yeah. It is football. The beautiful game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, so obviously looking ahead to Sunday, important fixture for both sides. I think it will kind of determine as to which way the league may go this season. Both teams obviously looking for that all important win as the three points will be very big <laughs> to either yeah. side, should it go to you know, or a draw. I mean that at this point, you know, obviously, I think you're probably looking for the win. We're looking for the win, but would we settle for a draw? <laughs> um, <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a hard one. I think. Um, I think if you ask me now, I'd say I want the three points. But if the game was to go, you know, if the game was to end one-one or two-two, two, two, would I be disappointed? Probably not, mm. but I'd rather win if yeah. I'm honest. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a re- it is a really hard one. I think obviously looking looking at it, it's I think like I said, it, it's just going to determine you know how maybe detrimental the fit you know the the points can possibly be in this sort of title race. I mean, with Chelsea obviously with their game in hand as well, it you know. It's not worth thinking about. In terms of City, I think we know what we need to do. It's really clear we've got to win all our games. And I think these two fixtures against yourselves and Chelsea, you know, at home for us, we need to play on that home advantage. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one for sure. And like you said, with obviously it being Nick Cushing's last game as well, there's going to be all sorts of emotions going around. So it's hard to determine really how it's going to pan out on the day. Yeah, and I I have to say, just um, Nick on Wednesday night, I actually managed to catch him after the game and sort of said, like, unlucky tonight and good luck in America. And he was really nice. He stopped for a really quick chat, cool. um, which, yeah, he's a really nice guy. So Yeah, we, we are really, really sad that, obviously, um, to see him go at this point of, of the season. I think had it been toward the end, you know, it, it might have been a bit easier, but halfway through the season, it's kind of... Uh, you know when we've come this far as well it's you know it's kind of sad that we won't actually have him to sort of see the season out you know if it's yeah. successful for us you know obviously you ha- have you know the success is because of him and how he's led the team so you know it's it'd be interesting to see how you know after Sunday you know we move forward but obviously Alan you know he's worked very closely with Nick so hopefully you know we can you know, it's not going to upset the team too much in terms of upcoming fixtures and, and things like that because it's obviously in-house and he knows the team well already so he knows what we're capable of and yeah. hopefully he's still able to get the best of us. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm gathering you're going to be there on Sunday. Looking forward to seeing you. It's been a while. Unfortunately, I can't make it on Sunday. Um, we've, got, we've got a family event on and um, we've got, like... 15, 20 people coming round, so right. um, I've got to, I've got to stay at home for this one. But so um, you'll be sneakily watching it on the FA player. <laughs> I will be. They'll, they'll be like talking to me. I'll be like, just no, no. Don't talk to me at the moment, I'm watching the game. I'm yeah. watching the game. <laughs> the amount of times I've done that, I tell you. <laughs> Um, no worries. Well, um, hopefully we can catch up soon, and uh, it's obviously great to speak to you. Um, just want to wish, obviously, Arsenal all the best in the Conti Cup final. 
Um, you know, it's obviously an important trophy for you. You've won it. I've even lost count of how many times you've won it now. You've won it that much. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, all the best for the rest of the season and hopefully see you soon. Yeah, thank you. And good luck for the rest of your season as well. Cheers, Claire. Speak to you soon. Hi, Alex. How are you? Hi, uh, very well. Thanks for having me on. No worries. You're here today to talk to us about MCFC Fans Food Bank Support Group that's come together. Um, can you just tell us a little bit about how the initiative came to be and how you're helping the local communities in Manchester? Yeah, sure. Um, so we've, as a group, been thinking about doing something for a while. Um, after the election in December, it crystallised into something a bit more real. Um, we took inspiration from the overall fan supporting food banks group who set up in Liverpool uh, as a kind of joint thing between uh, Liverpool and Everton fans about five years ago now. Um, and since then, the groups have set up you know, Newcastle, West Ham, Leeds, the, uh, all sorts of the Man United one as well, yeah. Doncaster, all sorts all over the country. Um, the goal is it's what it says on the tin really um, we are working in aid of Manchester Central Food Bank to cover an area of the city which sort of ludicrous when you think about it it goes all the way from Rosho and all the way up to Moston uh, through Beswick and they're opening a new centre in Arbe soon and they what they do is they get people referred to them by job centres citizens advice all sorts of different groups GPs um, people who can't afford to eat um, and they get food parcels together which is uh, enough food for three days now the northwest as we all know was where universal credit star was sort of tested um, it's the region of the country with more food banks than anywhere else in the country um, and the amount of food parcels given out in greater manchester uh, last year were, it rose 23 percent in a year which as well as being is more than the national average. Um, so we realised at the time to do something was now. Um, we started on New Year's Day at City Men's Game against Everton, and we've done another three collections since then. Um, and this Sunday against Arsenal is going to be our first outside of women's game, and hopefully the first of many. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say like some fans may have already seen you at the Etihad, obviously on match days. And, and there's already been, like, a great response already. I mean, there's obviously a lot of people getting involved and interacting with you on social media and, and wanting to get involved with what you're doing. Oh, it's been fantastic. It's been beyond anything we hoped for, you know. Uh, we weren't really sure what response we were going to get because it's asking a lot of people, you know, we, we want them to go out of their way and sort of do something on match day which changes the routine. And as you and I both know, everyone else listening, people's match day routines can be pretty sacred, right? You meet up with the same people, you go to the same places. So we weren't sure what to expect, but the response to the men's game so far has been amazing. Um, and an important aspect of it is not just City fans. The fan supporting food bank project as a whole is about, it's about collecting food, but it's also about building bridges between fan bases because football fans have a unique power, which at the moment we don't really use. I mean, what else in the country or I guess even in the world gathers this many people to do one thing regularly every week in the Premier League there's half a million people going to games and God knows how many more watch on TV around the world um, so it's a good way to do it and 
if we set up outside 50, then the women's team is 50 as much as the men's team. So it's only right that we, if well, if we can, it's to set up outside the women's games as well. And we, there's only a few of us at the moment, so we've got limited capacity, but this has fallen at quite a nice time. So we're going to give it a go and hopefully get to as many more in the future as possible. Yeah, sounds great. I mean, so like you say, you're going to be at the Academy Stadium on, on Sunday. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that for people that are perhaps wanting to get involved? What times you'll be there from? Where will you be? Um, so the location, we, you know, we can't give you the exact one yet but because we need to scout it out, but it's going to be outside the main entrance opposite the tram stop on that side of the stadium. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a gazebo and banners will be pretty visible. Uh, I, I don't imagine there's going to be any other gazebos and banners out the front. So no, there isn't usually. So. Yeah, well, yeah, so every time I've been down, it's not, no, I've not seen anything. So hopefully it'll be quite visible. Um, and we'll be there from, I think, about an hour and 15 before kickoff. There's less to do at the Academy Stadium before games, so people don't go quite as early as they do for the men's games. Um, yeah, we'll be there about an hour and 15 before kickoff. Um, and we'll make sure everyone's aware of the details beforehand. We're just putting some graphics together for social media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it'll be about an hour and 15 beforehand. Brilliant. So can you just tell us a little bit more about the food, kind of food items that you'll be accepting on the day? So it all goes directly to the food bank and it doesn't all get used immediately. So it's important that anything brought over is non-perishable. Um, and stuff they tend to need more of is uh, tinned fruit, tinned meat, long life fruit juice, and milk, so UHT milk. Um, anything like that is really good. Uh, the other thing they always need more of is toiletries, so whether that's uh, sanitary stuff or toothbrushes or anything like that really because unfortunately the food banks don't just hand out food because that's the sort of society we live in now where people, because if you think about it, you know, if you can't afford food, your toothbrush isn't, a new toothbrush when you're old one works probably isn't going to be high on the list. Yeah. Um, and likewise, unfortunately, the way things are at the moment means that they hand out a lot of stuff for babies and young children as well. Um, so nappies are always high on the list. Baby formula is also high on the list, which you know breaks your heart. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. it is um, stuff not to bring. Like I said, but no perishable stuff. So no fruit, veg, no meat, mm-hmm. not in a tin, and also nothing with alcohol in it. So obviously, no, you know, don't bring along a crate of Stella. But also nothing, nothing with alcohol in it, which would be like no boozy cakes or anything like that. And um, the simple reason for that is. Because, you know, they're not, the people at the food bank aren't qualified doctors or anything. If, if someone who struggles with alcoholism turns up and they give them a cake with booze in it, you know, it, it, yeah. it becomes a large problem. So, nothing with booze in it, nothing perishable. If you couldn't leave it on the kitchen side for a week without it going off, don't bring it. But so, yeah, so more that, things with a best before date rather than a use by date. Yeah, exactly. And another thing we'll put on social media beforehand is, sort of a list so people will be able to refer to it um but yeah canned tins dried stuff toiletries baked stuff that's a general good way to think about it yeah can you just tell us a little bit more about what happens after the donations have been collected and how are they distributed throughout manchester um so we find a way to get into the food bank which is based on oxford road and i'll actually mention that again in a minute so when they get there, it's all done by volunteers. So it's split up into types of stuff. So we went down to visit them and they've got 
their little warehousey sheddy bit. Um, everything's divided up, so they've got a crate of instant mashed potato, crate of UHT milk, crate of toothbrushes. You know, you get the gist. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they, it's made into food parcels, which are they the Trussell Trusts um, who operate it. They work with nutritionists um, to put together nutritionally balanced parcels of food which last for three days. So whether that's a person on their own going to get three days' worth or a person with a young family or single parents or people with dependents because obviously the most vulnerable groups in society will need food banks more, um, they can be assured that the three days' worth of food they get is nutritionally balanced. And as to how people can go and get it, it's, as I mentioned earlier, it's, it's done by referral, so it's a GP or citizen's advice or the job centre, whoever they're working with, you know, if they can't afford to eat, they'll fill in a form, like, almost like a voucher really, they go along and they talk to the people at the food banks, work out what they need and they get the food parcel that way. It's brilliant what you're doing, so I'm speaking on behalf of all the fans as well for for everything that you're doing at the moment it's it's great and i'm sure many people like to get involved with it and I'm, I'm hoping it's a really good turnout for you on sunday i appreciate that and just i'd like to say now actually as well it's yeah it's we're out there doing it but it doesn't work unless people do it so yeah we we get told we do a great job by a lot of people but actually it's pretty much completely dependent on people turning up because otherwise we're just a group of people um stood on the side of the road with crates so Actually, the, the thanks go to the people who donate and also the people who volunteer to help at the food bank centre. If yeah. anyone's listening and they've got a spare afternoon, uh, Monday to Friday, if you just go, it's in the chaplaincy opposite the Student Union on Oxford Road. Just walk in and say you want to help and there'll always be work to do. They have one full-time employee who covers the whole area. She yeah. has to pick up donations, head back, sort out all their behind-the-scenes stuff, so whether that's the risk assessment stuff or distributing vouchers to citizens advice whatever so they're always looking for help so yeah. we can set up and raise awareness but actually it depends on everyone else just as much if not more brilliant uh, so where can people find you for for more information and hopefully you know if if they can't get along to the game on sunday but they might be going to a men's game so they can just keep up to the up to date with all the dates and and where you're going to be so they can make a donation if they wish we have been doing it all through social media at the moment um, so the best places to find us are Twitter and Instagram on both names at MCFC Food Bank and we will always try and distribute information as early as possible there and also the results of what we do as well we think it's you know we don't want people to just think they're donating and it goes nowhere so we updated the other day with our current total and since well the two collections that have been counted added up to just under 600 kilos of food which is the equivalent of about 1,700 meals. So That's incredible. It's, yeah, it's blowing us away, to be honest. Yeah. Um, it's, it's good, even if you can't go to the end, it's good to keep up with us on there because actually it's quite it's quite uplifting and it's nice to have an aspect of football which isn't angry and horrible all the time. So it's, it's yeah. nice in that way as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll definitely be there. We'll definitely see you on Sunday. We've got some, obviously, donations for you as well. So we'll tweet out whatever information, obviously, you're putting out on social media. Oh, brilliant. Well, thank you. I'm looking forward to seeing you down there. Yeah. Hopefully lots of listeners. Yeah, brilliant. Thanks, Alex. Nice speaking to you. Thank you. And yourself. And that's it for this week's episode of MCW Fancast. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. 
If you are planning on heading down to the stadium on Sunday for our game against Arsenal, please note that it may be a little bit busier than usual with it being Nick Cushing's last game. So the crowds are expected to be bigger. So please allow yourself a little bit more time getting into the stadium. Um, and also stay in your seats at full time because there will be a very special presentation. Don't forget, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook. You can find us at MCW Fancast and we'll be back next week. <laughs>